Love this podcast? Support this show through the Acast supporter feature. It's up to you how much you give, and there's no regular commitment. Just click the link in the show description to support now. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Welcome to another episode of Buker and Hollands, subsidiary of Buker and Friends, part of the United Wecast Network. I'm Rick Buker. You can see me on FS1, read me on Bleacher Report, hear me on Radio.com, and follow me on Twitter at Rick Buker and on Instagram at Rick underscore Buker. He's Ryan Hollands, NBA vet. You can see him on a number of platforms. You can follow him on Twitter at the Ryan Hollands and on Instagram at simply Ryan. Hollands. All right. So I was at, I, I had this premonition. I don't know what it was. I didn't have a reason to go to the Warriors Suns game, but I just, I felt compelled to go. Something told you. Something told me I needed to go. And so, and it's, it's, I live in the Bay Area. The, the weather right now is spectacular. This is the beauty of living in the Bay Area. We get summer. We get the normal summer, and then we get a second summer. Our September, but your October, summer, you, you guys are hitting ninety, maybe flirting with the hundred because that that, that 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 weather's not getting you too bad, no? No, 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 no. It's fantastic. In fact, the summers actually are a little cooler. Our best time of year is September, October. It is, it is gorgeous here right now, and so. I was really, I was like, God, I don't have a reason. I don't have a specific reason to go. But I just, I had this, I just felt like I needed to go. So I went. And lo and behold, Warriors get absolutely destroyed by the Suns. By the Suns, the Phoenix Suns. And Steph Curry breaks his hand. Inadvertently, uh, Aaron Baines landing on him, etc., etc. So... I was looking forward to doing this podcast. Felt like if we weren't doing a podcast anyway, we didn't need to do an emergency podcast because there are so many different aspects to this, Ryan. And I don't know where you want to start, but I want to I want to start here. What how does Steph's injury change things for you as far as the Warriors this season? It's the biggest blessing in the skies. The biggest one because I was going to, and I'm sure more people, was going to be very critical of Steph Curry, of his legacy, Mm. of where he stood on his own two feet, Mm -hmm. of who he was. Mm -hmm. If he had to go through the season and and they were losing around him, We've undervalued LeBron James so much for what he's done, what he's gone through in Cleveland, uh, what what he went through even, we'll say, last year with the Lakers. Very critical. I still cannot believe 
my eyes, my ears, and everything I've known that James Harden's accomplishments, accomplishments last year were overlooked. Hmm. I like Giannis. I don't want to beat the MVP debate into the ground. You know how I feel. I know how you feel, Rick. Mm-hmm. But there's something about being able to do it on your own that became a knock on Steph Curry. See, Steph Curry's the ultimate team player because he draws two people, he moves the basketball, he puts so much pressure on your defense. But when you don't have pieces around him, right. you see what's going on. Right. And Rick, maybe you're more of an insider to this. Is it that these pieces are so bad around him he can't do much with? Or is this Curry just wasn't very good? It is the former, not the latter. When you said blessing in disguise, I didn't know you were going to go the direction of that this is a blessing in disguise specifically for Steph Curry and that he's not going to be exposed. And I've always known what he was as a superstar. I've always said he's a very unique superstar. Can he dominate in the same way that a LeBron James can? No. There's a physical difference between these two guys. And I know that we had Allen Iverson and what he did. Uh, And so the undersized guard can certainly dominate. And I believe that in the way that Allen did, I mean, look, Allen never won a championship. He did get to the finals. They constructed a team perfectly built for him to be able to do that with the perfect coach to do it. But no, I'm not. This is not for me a referendum on 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 Steph because I always considered his superstardom to be a lot of intangible things, not just a pure as a pure basketball. It's the way he brings guys together. It's the way he makes room for other stars, a Clay Thompson, a well, KD, well, etc. Let me correct. Yeah. Um, I didn't want to say it's a shot on Steph Curry. I say this saves him from us really digging into that conversation yeah, no, and it, it being glaring. It, it w- he whether it be fair or not. Yes, he would have. He would have received a lot of criticism and a lot of questions about did we overvalue him? I mean, it, it's really funny. I'm, I'm sure people would have looked in retrospect and said, "Is he really a two-time MVP?" As if mm. who he is now somehow discounts what he was then but there's also what we would never know what Steph's able to do with this team Rick I really it's a really bad team I I want you to get direct and we're going to talk Bob Myers also we're going to have to hold Bob Myers great guy yep brewing my guy into account we can throw Steve Curry into this too every everybody's going to be everybody's going to be assessed now but more so being a general manager and say you had three all-stars, two Hall of Famers, right? Yeah. yeah. How are you this bad? What did you put around them? Well, Why it's is more than, Willie Cauley-Stein your only center on roster? No, it's more than that. It's actually more okay. than that. Because okay. if you look at who drafted Steph, who drafted Clay, who drafted Draymond, mm. these are not Bob Myers guys. Andre Iguodala was the last major acquisition. Mark Jackson was the reason that Andre Iguodala came to the Warriors. I mean, obviously it was the talent that they already had there. But you look at the... Bob Myers did a nice job of picking up ancillary pieces along the way. But the core, the established first five, six players, he was handed that. This is And, and as was, to a certain extent, 
Joe Lacob was was handed the superstars were in place and he got them at a discount. KD just said it the the other day on on first take where he said, "Look, we our our contracts, our new contracts were coming to bear. It seemed yep. like a good time to jump." <laughs> He's right. To me. He's right. It did stand out. It did stand out when he said that. I mean, he saw that the worm was about to turn on this team. They couldn't afford to replace. Sean's going. Andre's going. How are we going to replace them? Oh, we're not? Oof. We're in trouble here. And on top of it, see, I thought from the beginning, I was saying, look, they should just, they shouldn't shoot for the playoffs. They should get in the lottery. They should try to add a quality young player. I said that from the, I said that yeah, from, yeah, since, I, I was more optimistic last summer. Like, there's no, there's no value in them just scratching their way into the playoffs. And if you look at the Western Conference, that's what they were going to be doing. But I, I just, I, I, I was told last pride, night, I got to, I, I got to verify this. Standpoint, Rick. What's that? I came more so from a pride standpoint. You know what I'm saying? Have, uh-huh. have pride in the season. Go, let me know. Let me feel at home that you gave your all. You, you know, I, I get you were thinking logical, but I, I would say as a former player, I said, let me know, Curry, Draymond, they you gave, did everything you could do. They gave me their all for the last five years. I'm good. They're paid in full. But here's the issue. Here's the great, this is how, this is how effed they are. Mm. Their first round pick for next year is uh, apparently Brooklyn gets it's protected one through twenty. So they don't have a first round pick. So they don't have a first round pick unless they finish below twentieth in the scale, twenty first or lower. So if it's if it's above that, then and I'm going to take that back. Let me take that back. I, I let me. I got to double check this. There, they get it if it's top twenty. Otherwise, Brooklyn gets it. Oh, well, they're getting it. Yes, they're, they're getting, getting it. it. They're going to get they're their pick down. But here's my thing: they they need to add talent, and they can't do it. They're capped out. They very much need to be in the lottery and get a quality player. And even then, I'm not sure that they're going to get there because part of that, uh, that, that, that being capped out is because they gave D'Angelo Russell a max contract. That's where losing Steph really hurts. I I don't actually, I don't know that it's going to make a difference. I don't know if you've been watching D'Angelo Russell's one, watch him play and then watch what the numbers tell you in case you weren't seeing it. His plus minus is it was minus 35 against the Clippers. It was at one point minus 30 against the Suns. The other team is running roughshod over them when D'Angelo's on the floor. Now, offensively, he's getting a couple things. He's done a couple clever things. Defensively, he's getting exposed in a big way. The idea that the Warriors are going to flip him into something meaningful, man... I don't see how that happens because mm. now he's got to carry the weight and he ain't carrying that weight. And he's not like, he's not enough to make Draymond. That's the other thing. What we're finding out with Draymond. And I always kind of knew this, but 
that team around them is so bad, he can't possibly lead it. There's no way... He, he's the brains behind the operation. But you need to have players who also have an IQ and have a skill set so that he knows, okay, I can get this out of this guy and this guy, this out of this guy. You look across mm-hmm. their roster, I don't know what you're getting. And by the way, for everybody who's, like everybody's worried about their offense, it's their defense. And Willie Cauley-Stein yep. is not going to help you on their defense. He's a well, seven-footer. They, but They don't have a shot blocker. They don't it, have a He's not a shot single. blocker. Have you looked at his numbers? He averages .6 re- blocks a game. Just because a guy doesn't necessarily block shots doesn't mean he doesn't alter shots. or re- They don't have anything. They don't. They don't have any, they, is ne- That cupboard is bare as we talk rim protection. So that's why I would say but, I thought he was an excellent pickup. All right, that's a good – but where's, where's the rest of it? Again, the Kings were not a very good defensive team. And sometimes you can be a big, and because your wings or your point guard are not good, you're constantly having to patch things up, and so you look bad as a result. But his particular defensive rating and the Kings' defensive rating is uh, is almost identical. Like, it wasn't as if, the, at least the numbers are saying that his play was not suffering from the Kings. He was part of that. So, I just don't know that he's... He, look, he's going to help. He, you could tell last you know, against the Suns. He, he gave them something, just as a finisher at the rim, mm-hmm. gave them something that they, did, they hadn't had. Kevon Looney, for all that I like about him, he's not that kind of guy. But you look... This is... Look... This is a perimeter-oriented team. I mean, a perimeter-oriented league. And you've got Glenn Robinson the third starting at three. Small forward might be the most talented position in the league right now. And, you're, LeBron, and you've gone Kawhi, from having... Paul George, yeah. You've gone from having KD, Andre Iguodala, and Clay Thompson, who can you can rotate through that three spot. Multiple. To now having and defend that spot. To now having Glenn Robinson and I don't know Damian Lee. I I mean it's but Rick, but Rick, whose fault? You're giving me the let, but whose fault is like like you know what I'm saying? Whose fault is this? How how do we get there? Is is this a situation where Bob Myers, you did everything you could do, or is this like Bob? Why didn't you pull some veterans in here? This was what's, what's going on. This is a natural byproduct of their run one the injuries are a natural byproduct of that of the run and uh, and and having the cupboard as bare as it is is a natural byproduct of the run now i feel as if they got a little cheap on patrick mccall i'm not saying patrick mccall would be the solution mm-hmm. but but you knew the system that to me was an indicator that you're a little full of yourselves because he wasn't asking for the for the moon he was asking just for something respectable and you were you know going to have you're going to have to pay a luxury tax on that but you needed that help when i uh look at the lakers i thought jordan farmer was that patrick mccall hmm. in that 
they just kind of let him go. Trevor Reza, they let go. A couple of those guys that would have been playing roles yep. with the Lakers kind of, hey, Kobe, trust these guys. Give them some size. Give them some shots. You know, they they, they held on to Shasta Vujicic, and, you know, he, he he gave you what he could. Mm-hmm. But I thought there was a lot that those those Laker years, they, they got, had a similar type of arrogance. You know what I'm saying? Yep. This is this is the other thing. And they let go they let go of the other kid, uh, who played good minutes, McKinney. McKinney. Correct? Yeah, but he, he wasn't very I mean he he had been okay in the past. He wasn't good in training camp at all. This was his opportunity and he looked really bad. He looked he looked like a guy who benefited from playing with a lot of talent around him. Now, Rick, if I've seen you in the finals, right? Yeah. Why? Why do I need to see you in the regular season? I mean, that's okay. Say but it like but he that, wasn't. But he wasn't great in the. He wasn't great in the finals either. That's where. That's why I thought, I thought he was. I thought he was solid. Eh. It, there were opportunities where they needed him to make a shot, and he couldn't make a shot. Or make a play, couldn't make a play. Where all the attention had been drawn someplace else, and he needed to get it done. Uh, that's where I thought that they made a big mistake because Patrick McCall did demonstrate on the big stage in winning championships and, and that he could that he too, could play yeah. a role for the other team too he was he made he made some shots well he got there yeah i mean that's where he ended up but he like when he was with the warriors he answered the bell in a couple of situations where i was like hey in the finals this guy this guy did what you needed him to do that's not easy to find you need to hold on to that here's the other thing the other mistake they made and all of this ultimately comes to you know, I don't know how much Joe Lacob is is pressuring Bob Myers, but this is really on Bob Myers. The DeMarcus Cousins signing. You had the mid-level exception. You spent that on DeMarcus Cousins. Now, we could have been a guy who would have been there. Could have been a guy who's who's still there. A a a, a young wing. I mean, I I thought that they should go after uh Tyreek Evans, but someone Anyone, so, anyone, a healthy body, a healthy body on you, the floor. Because here's the thing: even if Demarcus had helped you, you knew he was gone. If, if Demarcus was healthy right now, he wasn't signing back for another five point eight. So it was right. a rental the whole time, and it was going to be a rental for three months. I don't always get mad at rentals if I can win it, and well, they're in a situation which nobody saw. They, it, it, like, okay, let me ask you this, Rick. If the Warriors don't get hurt, KD doesn't get hurt, and half the team doesn't get hurt, and these were world champs last year, yeah, would you feel this sour right now? No, no. But I told you at the beginning of last year, they weren't going to win it. I told you at the beginning of last year. Can you put the an bodies by that though? The bodies were going they... to break down. I told okay, you that. I, I told that... you that okay. physically they were going to break down because I saw them break down the year before. I credit you because you did say that about you called well you called the wrong guy, but you were on point. You called Draymond. I could no, I called he the wrong. Was hampered the whole season, but well, but they but you the, did call it. Yeah, and I mean, I said physically they. I didn't know who was going to beat them, but the team from the East was going to beat them because unlike the year before, when they got to the finals, they had a Cleveland team that had no chance of beating them. They, they had already gone through the toughest test. This year, they were going to go through a, another tough test in the West and then face maybe the best team that they were going to face in the playoffs. They were going to face them in the finals at, at the end of this run. 
And I just saw a team over the course of last year that even without the catastrophic injuries, when they needed to when they needed to to put the pedal to the metal, they couldn't. They were just out of gas. They just couldn't summon that kind of that kind of effort. And I I mean it played out exactly as I anticipated it, which was as they made their way through the West, every team was going to chip away at them. Was going to take something from them. And then they were going to get to the they were going to get to the finals and now they were going to be just sitting ducks for whoever got there. I thought it was going to be Boston. My second choice was Toronto. I think your first choice was Toronto. But that's it, it's ultimately that's what happened. So they did what you said. They put all their chips in the middle of the table to win one more championship. I think even the way they handled KD's injury was a matter of or or actually all of the injuries. Like we're going to play everybody. DeMarcus playing DeMarcus. Every single guy they said we're going for broke. We're not worried about long term. We're going to play everybody right now. And now they're paying a heavy price for that. And I'd be okay with that if Joe Lake in particular acknowledged that. Hey, we we went for it. We went for the three-peat. We, we did some things that are not the way we normally operate, but we were going for the three-peat. We knew this chance was not going to come again. But no, the, he's acting as if, like, no, we're still rolling. Like, we're still... No, we're, you ain't rolling, homie. We're still contending. And, I, I mean, they're not just losing. They're getting humiliated. It's embarrassing the way that they're playing right now. I tell you one thing, this the way Golden State will beat you, it's stuck with you. It's stuck with you as a player, hmm. as a coach, as a general manager. When they I mean, they ran up and down and they changed the league so much to where Rick, I, I know general managers got to the whatever they were on par to do mm-hmm. and just scrapped everything and said, Hold on, hold on. This is a problem. That we have to catch we when you lose by forty points, yeah, and that's what Golden State was doing. Yeah, it, the basketball became too. You lose by you go. Oh, hold on, we need to reevaluate the center position. <laughs> oh, hold on. We, we were going defense first. Okay, let's look at some three point shooting. We've got to find a way to counter right. uh, what's going on. Right. A- another thing too, Rick. Well, not only that, went, but what about <laughs> the way that they won? What about they were. They they weren't just beating people. Look, Bruh. the Bulls the Bulls would beat down some people. You walked in, you, you knew it was you knew it was an L. You knew it was an L. You just hoped like you could be respectable and competitive. And who knows, maybe they'd have an off night and you could beat them. But you you kind of knew what you were up against. But the I don't feel like the Bulls wa- you know waved it in your face. I feel like the Warriors the Warriors danced on people. They didn't just beat you. They they had a you know, they had a party. They had a Mardi Gras at your expense. Well, Scotty and Michael gave you the business, but like Golden State would do it like, dang, like Livingston is giving you like like 14 and 10, like Iggy, <laughs> Iggy, we, we double off him and he's finals MVP. Right, like that was right, that was right. the frustrating part. And Iguodala in Livingston so under now, now you see the value. Absolutely. It made me Bob didn't see it. Maybe Lacob didn't see it. Maybe shoot, even Steph. Maybe well, no, no, no. Those guys knew. 
They Those do. guys do. They Hell, think it in deep. Stephanie. Understood. Yeah. But it's like, oh, we'll, we'll, we'll plug this guy in. Whoa, yeah. Iguodala was an all-star. Iguodala is this was is close to on par as the second coming of Scottie Pippen because he defends, he rebounds. He wasn't maybe in the star because he came off the bench. He's more of a role player than Scotty. Maybe Scotty was more of a star, but he gave you what you needed. And he, yeah. and, and and I'm not putting Iggy on his Philly squad and saying, oh, man, lead me to the playoffs. I'm putting Iggy in with a couple other guys, and now you're rolling, and he's such an intriguing athlete. That's why he turned down more to go to the Kings. He turned that deal to go to the Kings now because like, it's not for me. Right. That's not what I want to no, do. Was, I want to play good basketball. He was just using that as leverage. That was so it, The Kings' play out. was strictly <laughs> leverage play. They offered more. Uh, it was reported that they offered more. Oh, see that—that's where Rick Buecher comes in play. Yeah, that's that's where Buecher yeah. comes in. He that's just needed—he needed—he needed it bumped up. He was. Let's put it this way: whatever they offered, he was never going there. He was never going there. They could have offered mm. twice as much. He was not going there. He was never. Oh, so here's all. Here's the other thing that, again, all the you know the Twitter experts out there, and I don't want to bang on you know so, social media is what it is. It's it's. It's entertaining. It's not much more than that. But all the people out there that did not understand what the strength of the Warriors was, which is, or was, their chemistry and the way these pieces fit together. Individually, I could make the case that maybe Clay Thompson would have been the guy who could have gone anywhere and and did what he did because he was he to me was the most complete two way player that they had or have with Steph and, and again Steph would be great but would Steph be a league MVP no Clay was the perfect guy to put next to him both uh, talent wise skill wise and and uh, personality wise. Same with Draymond. Adding Andre and Sean, their basketball IQs and their skill levels. Like, it was just the perfect mix of guys who complemented each other. That was, that's, that's the essence of what they had. And when you brought KD in, like, that covered it's over. up. It's over. Yeah. I mean, again, and, what was what would what was the proof of the chemistry being the greatest strength of the warriors is how they made room for kd they made mm. room for a guy who was not of their ilk kd was a different cat with a different mentality That's and true. they all all moved aside to make room for that guy even though they were champions in their own right they never lost sight of how unique that like they knew they knew what made them special and it wasn't like we're all you know we're all all stars and we're all just overpowering players no it's our collective understanding that we're willing to sacrifice for each other and kd you want to come in we will sacrifice for you and you don't did. have to sacrifice for us we'll sacrifice for you so that we can win another championship that was the essence of what made the Warriors 
How would you like to look five years younger? In a clinical study, people that had volume added with Juvederm Voluma XC in the cheeks perceived themselves as looking five years younger at six months after treatment. Look younger, feel like you. Add volume for lift and contour in the cheeks with Juvederm Voluma XC. Reverse signs of aging by adding volume to smooth laugh lines with Juvederm Volure XC. For important safety information and to find a licensed specialist, visit Juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Not for people with severe allergic reactions, allergies to lidocaine, or the proteins used in Juvederm. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. There's a risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. Talk to a licensed specialist to find out if it's right for you. Great. And the idea, this is where Joe doesn't get it. The idea that he was going to keep that ball rolling, that you weren't, you didn't have this extraordinary luck that these pieces fit the way they did, that you could plug and play, that a D'Angelo Russell or a Willie Cauley Stein, you, you could just, you, you could bring guys, or Jordan Poole, like, yeah, you know, we, we've got it. Like, we can do it. And, and, and I understand the song that, that, that Steph and Dre and Clay are singing, which is, we can do it again. We can bring these guys in and we can make them fit. And I'm like, no, you can't. Yeah. No, you, I understand why you think you can because you've done it for the last four or five years and you did it with KD. But it was worth it with KD because of his talent. These you don't have any. You don't have the same talent. And you don't have the same. These guys don't have the same mentality. Like I was hearing D'Angelo Russell talk about the opportunity, like what happened at the end. Now that Steph's hurt, and it was so starkly clear to me. That one, D'Angelo does not know what was here before he got here. Mm-hmm. He, he doesn't. He doesn't know what the Warriors were, and he doesn't have the whatever it is to carry them now. Like he's just he's a nice guy. He's got he's got some nice offensive talent, but he's just a guy. Like the idea that he's he would be part of a, a championship nucleus or. He's gonna carry the. He's gonna carry the water now. He's got no idea, <laughs> no idea what they're up against. That's true. No idea what they were. So that's what I found insulting to the Warriors and what they've been is to suggest that you can just keep this ball rolling without Andre Iguodala and Sean Livingston and Clay Thompson coming back from injury and. I mean, you name it. And and Kevin Durant. No K that talent gone. Like, mm. no, we can still we're we're still competitive. I'm like, you gotta be kidding me. You that is so insulting to how uniquely gifted and collectively the mindset that they had. And so now you now you see it. And it's just man, I'll tell you what, that that new building is a beautiful building. It's in a great spot in San Francisco. Dude, by Christmas, it's going to be a ghost town. Golly. There's, there's like, people aren't going to go there just to eat. <laughs> they're, they're not just going to go there to eat and drink. And I tell you this, like, when it comes to the 
Clippers, it was personal. When it comes to a lot of these teams, it's personal. And, and I want you to know too. Uh, I don't. I don't know if I we got to talk to chant talk about this, but I really like Phoenix, mm-hmm. and I like them in the sense that they match up well. Are they consistent? Are they there yet? Probably not. It all depends on Ricky Rubio. But Ricky Rubio now makes that thing go. But they have pieces that they mm-hmm. put together that fit. Now Devin Booker gets the experience of a lifetime playing point guard, and now that's only made him a better two guard. Yeah. I really like Phoenix. How much do I like them? Contending? No. Possible spot in the playoffs? Yeah. They're an interesting team. I'll give you that. I don't know if I'm ready to make them a playoff team. I will say this. I had a chance to talk to a couple guys after after they beat the Warriors. And uh, Tyler Johnson and uh, and Aaron Baines. And I look at the guys that they brought in, and I thought Tyler Tyler made a great point to me. He said, look at all the guys. He goes, Aaron Baines has played in a game seven. Um, who's their other big? Um, uh, Dario Saric has played in big yeah, games with Philadelphia. Lost, uh, well, you lost you lost big fella. You don't even have him back. You, know, you have a young David Robinson back, Aiton. We didn't talk right. about that. Aiton's right. not. They're doing this without Aiton. Right. Um Tyler Johnson played in big games with Miami. Like, you know what they brought in? They brought in a bunch of pros. They brought in a yep. bunch of guys that work hard. And even even Baines, after the game, like I said, what, what's it like to, to beat the Warriors like as, as, <laughs> as soundly as you did? To be up on, up, by them, up on them by 30 in the first quarter. And he said, hey... You know, he was very humble about you. You can't you can't disrespect anybody who's in the NBA. You have to you have to stay. You have to compete and prepare for everybody, or you can get beat by anybody. And Tyler said the same thing. He said, "You know, it wasn't that long ago that we were taking beatings like this, so we know how quickly it can turn around." That's a great sign. Phoenix is not feeling itself. Or at least wasn't like feeling itself last night. Yeah, that's new for them to talk like that. That's that's new. That's it, a new. That's a new language. Way different. And Tyler said the other thing Tyler said, which I found really interesting. He said when he first got here last year, because he came in at the end of last year, he said in the in the timeouts, he goes, "It'd be quiet, nobody be talking." He said this year, you're like you're trying to get the guys shut up. He said that the vibe in the timeouts is completely different. Guys are talking. Guys are trying to figure things out. Last year, it was almost like just sitting there waiting for their marching orders. There was no. He goes, "Look, if you got to, if you got to worry about your energy and your effort, your 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 enthusiasm to play, he goes, that's got to be a given. Then it's a matter of how we how do we appropriately apply it." Mm. So I I I'm with you, Phoenix. I, I I'll I need to see it evolve, and I really need to see I need to see Devin Booker evolve. That's it's going to be on him now, because I thought he developed a lot of bad habits. He's a he's a knockdown shooter, knockdown scorer. I need to I need to see him make the evolution that Steph made, which is you know what I got to defend as hard as I go offensively. I got to put it in defensively, because if your best player isn't your hardest worker. You're always going to be susceptible. And that's what's really tough when you go out and tank. 
Yep. You teach bad habits. Yep. Like it's it, like I don't care who you are, it mentally wears on you. Mm-hmm. You or you're gonna say, you know what? I'm gonna go get mine. Yeah. I'm gonna go score. Yeah. I'm gonna step away with my thirty. And the stat sheet don't say I got blown by five and ten times. We don't track those. You don't look <laughs> at that stat sheet. And if you hey, did, man, this guy. <laughs> If you did, D'Angelo Russell would be embarrassed mm. because his defense is it's 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 not care. just mediocre; it's embarrassing. He doesn't give a darn. He, he doesn't, doesn't give a a rat's you know what. It's and it it I mean <sighs> he's got a max contract. <laughs> so anyway. Um, before we get to, I know you want to talk about the uh, the skirmish between Carl Anthony Towns and Joel Embiid, and then you have, like basically on Twitter uh, reminiscing with some of your old uh, uh, adversaries about, oh, about mixing it me. up. But before we get to that, you know the guy who this is not a blessing in disguise for mm. is Steve Kerr. Oh no, Steve is Steve is sick. Steve's in a bad Steve way, and this is. See, the people are going to take this as a referendum on, oh, I always knew he was overrated. I'm already hearing that. I'm already seeing that on Twitter. I already, I, you know, this Steve Kerr's is, is, I even heard that, you know, I've heard that from scouts. Like, I never thought Steve was all that. And I'm like, come on, man. Steve, Steve navigated a lot of waters. Steve, Steve, Steve coached uh, three championship teams. Like, don't, don't discount what he did. But here's the distinction. Steve learned at the hand of Greg Popovich and Phil Jackson. What do they have in common? They coach mm. championship caliber teams. There's a distinct difference between being a team a coach who builds programs and a team and a coach who finishes them. And I don't know if I mean, it's it's you're, he's having to change in midstream. This, as I said, this is a really bad roster. I don't know that anybody could coach it significantly better. But this isn't what Steve proved himself to be as a coach. is is a building guy. They're in a building situation now, and I mean, it, a different... Rick, there's a value on a finisher, but I mean, are you this bad? They're this bad. Dude, I'm saying from Steve Kerr. Like, they're, like, look, like, he, like they, make me, okay. I'm gonna, let me ask you this. Would, we, would it be fair to say I value a coach, a team that maybe has less in the locker room, but they play hard as heck? So I can see the pieces coming together. Well, look, they played. I mean, actually, they, they cut the lead to like 11 or 12 last night. This t- the the Warriors didn't stop playing. Defensively, they're a mess, and and offensively, I actually saw them run some things that are a little bit different. That they were getting shots, guys were missing layups, guys were missing at the rim, and they they kind of changed up the way they played and the positioning, knowing that they don't have three point shooters. They were getting cuts from the weak side and guys getting getting layups, getting shots at the rim and they couldn't finish. To me mm. that's not coaching. If I get you if I get you good looks and you can't make them, I, I can't Agreed. I can't coach makes. 
I agree. I agree with that. And so, and if, and and they were the, the the sets were slightly different. So I know that he he made some adjustments offensively for his personnel, and they just couldn't make shots. Now defensively, they just. I mean, Steph's not a great defender. Uh, on his best days, he's he's a average defender. D'Angelo Russell is a horrific defender. The well, only why, guy, hold on, well, what makes him what makes him horrific? D'Angelo. Yes, he doesn't. He doesn't try. It, thank you. He, well, I mean, now, is he doesn't fight. You, you he at, does. Do you, he just lets guys go. Steve Kerr, though. When do you look at Steve Kerr and say, sit his butt on the bench if he doesn't want to d- defend and hold him accountable? Because well, okay. it was nice. You never had well, to go to Iggy and Sean and say, hey, bring in, bring on the defensive end. Hey, yeah. Draymond. Hey, yeah. hey, like, you know what I'm saying? But this is where it gets tricky because if they are indeed trying to bump up D'Angelo's value. And by the way, Brooklyn, Brooklyn would sit his ass. Kenny Atkins sat him many a fourth quarter. He absolutely, he absolutely did. But they're in a different place now. You got a max contract guy, and you're either trying to sell to your fans that he can play, or you're trying to sell to the rest of the league that he can play. So they're they're in a tough spot there. Now we'll see. It's 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 going to be fascinating at least for a little while, and then it's just going to be you don't want to watch it anymore because it's going to be unsightly uh gotta give a shout out to eric pascal i think that's how you pronounce it pascal mm-hmm. the only dude at one point who had and they were beat when they were getting beat by 30 40 whatever it was he actually had a plus six plus minus that's how hard the dude was working that's how hard the guy was playing he's going to become he's going to become a legend on this warriors team it's going to be a really bad warriors team but warriors fans are going to warriors fans are the kind that appreciate guys like Eric Pascal. Mm. He's he's an, a no-name dude who just plays really hard. I want to say he had as many points as D'Angelo did last night, maybe more. Obviously, I think he played more minutes down the stretch, but well, maybe not. I, I haven't looked at the box score, but at one point he was right there with him. That's uh, big. In any event. All right, so uh, for those who don't know, uh, Philadelphia was running the Minnesota Timberwolves Carl Anthony Towns and Joel Embiid kind of got tied up as the ball went the other direction in the third quarter. Next thing we know, we got a full-on wrestling match. Full-on wrestling match between the two. Going to the floor. I don't don't think there were any punches thrown. I think it was total. Yeah, there was an attempt from Carl Anthony Towns. Was there? Okay. And then the next thing I saw was like Ben Simmons choking him. Like had him pinned to the floor and had his arm wrapped around him. Now, the, the Sixers are, are are disputing what he was doing, but at one point it looked like he was, he was trying to choke him out. In any event, because you then subsequently on Twitter reminisced with Kendrick Perkins and Channing Frye, I don't know if there was anybody else, but how you were an instigator and how you mixed it up with everybody. I don't, I, I got to tell you, Ryan, this had a different feel. It, it was passion, but but like I've seen guys go at it. This was this really well felt more like a wrestling match than a fight. Does that make sense? Yeah. Oh yeah. 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 Absolutely. Um, well, let me let me give my take. I, yes. I fully agree with you um, because in the NBA you can't really fight anyways. 
Um, first off, I said these are two great guys. These are two good kids, man. Um, and I don't want this to be someone's first impression of who they are. And a lot of times you make the news for things like this. And I want that to be clear. Because a lot of people, are, they're going to make their assumptions and you are a role model as an NBA player. So that's not the image you want portrayed. Now, it has no place in basketball. That's not what the league uh, wants portrayed. That's not what the league is about. Hmm. There's going to be some penalties that come down. And my colleagues, uh, Matt Barnes, uh, Kendrick Perkins, and Channing Fry, they got a little excited. It was, whoa, 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 heck, heck, not from you, Ryan. Out of all people, not from you. You're not going to downplay this. You're not going to say nothing back. You have your GD nerve, okay? <laughs> that was that was what those guys want to express to me. Mm. And I said, guys, read my context. Me and you and guys who played Division One ball, guys like you, Rick, who are in the fold, in the locker rooms, in the, in the meat and potatoes of it, understand and you say, it's not a big deal. It's not a big deal, okay? Right, right. This it, it, happens all the time. It's very, quite common. If you go watch a pickup run, you probably see some guys tangle up. You probably tangle up with someone at 24-hour fitness. And you can play the next – it's no big deal. <laughs> when you look at social media, you see that landscape. People are blowing this thing so far out of context, yeah. it's not even funny. Yeah. So we've got to make sure we protect our league. Everybody, you ain't you ain't a basketball player if you ain't wrapped up with somebody in practice, okay? Mm-hmm. It, exactly what we just saw, a guy jumping in. It wasn't it, this was nothing, bro. This was nothing. But average fan at home doesn't understand that. Right. So my message wasn't that Ryan Hollins hadn't been capable of some of these things that you can't go find this on the internet or in practice or right. some of my colleagues that hopped all over me. But let's keep it in the right context. Let's make sure we talk to our fans who understand what's going on. Yeah. So that was that was the, the the fun behind it, Rick. But I mean, I mean, yeah, I, I enjoyed it. Well, and he, here's the thing too is the shots that they're taking at each other, those two guys are taking at each other on social media is a reflection of what this is. Like that physical back and forth was just a physical version of trash talk. They weren't really trying to hurt each other. They were trying to get over on each other. That's why Joel Embiid, what, like, and I haven't seen him talk That's about this, point. but the way he reacted on the floor immediately afterward was the suggestion, I, got the, I pinned him. I got the better of him. Like, Nobody want to look bad. Right? It was that, that's what it was. Like, I'm trying to... It, like, it, it, I mean, they could have been arm wrestling. They could have been thumb wrestling. They and it would have been, bad. got you. Right or they could have done. They could have played slaps. Like that's what that was. This wasn't. I'm trying to take you down. I'm. I'm trying to knock you out. That was not the tenor of that. <laughs> Again, it was a wrestling match. Like these dudes got tangled up, and then it was. Oh, you're gonna act like I was the one in it. No, you're gonna that it And I look. All the players ran down there and ended up being a skirmish. But it was it it. To me, Ryan, it had a completely different feel than, say, what was it? The, the, the Knicks, the the Knicks Miami, the, the, Ooh, the Jeff no. Van Gundy. Like, that was, guys were looking to 
punk somebody. Or when Rondo and Chris Paul went nose to nose. Like, yeah, that was... Real. Those were some real, yeah. That's re- that was real. That's like, I don't like you, and I'll spit in your face. I'll get... I Like, let's throw down. I've seen it. I've seen it multiple times. This was not that. I, if there was ever a good-natured brawl, that's what that was. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. And it's the social media era, and these guys don't understand. They want the upper hand because everybody's tweeting them. They're in their DMs right now. They're excited. They caught. They both cost themselves a lot of games and money. Yeah. And Philly can. They're going to be fine with or without Embiid because Horford's there getting the playoffs. But Carl Anthony Towns can't afford this. But Carl Anthony Towns is also has to deal with a lot of bullying and frustrating talk, and he's in a lose-lose situation. I say that in the sense that on social media now, when there's a narrative around you, Hmm. you get harassed. So what's the narrative around Carl Anthony Towns? There's a social media narrative that says he's softer softer than anything, tissue paper. This story from Jimmy Butler running the team, and Jimmy didn't want to be there. It has destroyed Carl Anthony Towns' uh, name, and that's the name that's put on. Common guy, and even for a young guy in the league, because I didn't understand this for one, what is tough? I don't know. You got to figure out what tough is. Because guess what? To a guy on the street corner, tough means like, hey, man, you step on my shoe, we're going to scrap. For an NBA player, toughness is getting a big rebound. Because you're not a fighter. You're not an average Joe on the street. And if you act as such, you're going to be fined and penalized. And at a certain point, you won't be playing in the NBA if that's how you think you're going to handle things. Now, there is a time and place where you got to put your foot down. But he had been abused so much online and let the tension build up that he finally acted out. He finally acted out, and it's going to cost him. And for a young guy, I also had to learn what toughness meant and where and when I needed to be tough. Hmm. But that's not it. Yeah. Agreed. Agreed. All right. Uh, And just for clarification, yes, the Warriors 2020 pick is protected 1 through 20. So if they don't don't finish in the top 20 in the draft selection, then the pick goes to Brooklyn as part of the D'Angelo Russell, Kevin Durant uh, sign-and-trade deal. So they should have been angling for the for the lottery from the very... It should have never been a question that that's what they're doing because otherwise they don't have a pick next year. And quite clearly, mm-hmm. they need to add a pick. They need to have a first-round pick because it's the only way they're going to be able to add any talent. And there's uh, also a level of, hey, let's look this in perspective. There was a lot of pressure to do well in this new building. Yes. but And in, instead of going all in on the first year you might have been thinking about years you know two three four and five yes it just had a decent year yes in you the can, new building well and here look the the it is a nice new build i mean it really is it's a it's a very cool venue my hat's off to rick welts who uh who led the charge on making that happen but so you you have i think you have a little bit of grace this year not now if they're as bad as they look as they're going to be then you don't have grace. But uh, if they had just been, you know, they didn't have to play for a championship and, and people would have come out and checked out the new building and checked them out and checked D'Angelo Russell out, I think they could have survived. Let me let me ask you this. 
and I think I'm in harmony with the answers. I think we're thinking the same. Why do people always, Warriors lifers, why do they support the Warriors? Well, what was the image, the culture of why they were supported, other than just being Bay Area natives? Uh, they've they've always been entertaining, and they've always been it's it's uh, high flying basketball. That's been the heart of it. And they play hard. They give you, yeah. they get, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like it was yeah. something you can get. But they're not giving you nothing to get behind. No. Well, and and it's also like this is where the move from Oakland. I'm sorry, man, but. They embodied the Oakland spirit, and they mm. embodied the Oakland spirit in the Bay Area. San Francisco is a different thing. I'm watching the people walking in because oh. the prices are much higher, and you're obviously oh. you're on the peninsula. You know, you're geographically you're in a different place. Like it's not the same fan that's going to be there. I I swear, last night they screwed up, and you could tell that they were piping in noise. They had a chant go up, and the it was synced off of the fans chanting, and you heard like you heard a, a warriors chant, uh, and one was recorded, and the other was not. And you're kidding me! No, 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 no! I'm not. And I thought, oh my goodness, they're pumping in. They played they're a pumping fake in noise. Chant? Yeah, they're pumping in noise. So. Again, Bro. yeah, it's it's this is going to be really interesting. All oh. right, that uh, we've given you bonus material today. Oh. Oh. We've gone longer than Did usual. Did you tweet that? What's that? Did you tweet that out? Have not. Have not. I need to do a little oh, more yeah, investigation. I, I don't. Want, I don't want to just cast aspersions yeah, okay, uh, wildly okay, okay. on Twitter. That's no, something where hearing, you got to. You're kinda, hearing the disclaimer. We're not sure. They you got to pay. Yeah. yeah. But it don't sound it's, good. I, I'm gonna go look. I'm gonna go to the games this weekend, and if I hear it again, and if I can find, well, I shouldn't give away how I find these things out. But I'm gonna, I'm gonna do a little, a little investigation. See if I can, see if I can oh, find it out. So, man. all right, uh, that does it. Uh, don't forget to rate the podcast, uh, rate and review us wherever you get your podcast, iTunes or wherever. And then if you want to be eligible for a prize, and the prize that we're giving away now is a copy of uh, my my book with Yao Ming, with everything going on with the China China and the NBA. I think it'll be very uh, interesting for any of you who still read uh, to take a look, send you a free autographed copy of that book. Uh, is this Yao's autograph or just yours too? Um, I'm working on the Yao part of it. Okay. So that's, you that's definitely get deal. mine. And possibly get Yow's as well. Possibly Yow's. Hey, that's a, that's that, a plug I that's right a there. I, I actually have a copy of the book with Yow's autograph. So I could, I could, but it's my only copy with Yow's autograph. I'm not willing to give that up. Yeah, yeah no, 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 no worry. We'll do, we, can, <laughs> we, can work, we can work around that, baby. We can work around that, Rick. All right. So, uh, but uh, screenshot that review and send it to at Buker Friends. And you will be eligible potentially for that copy. All right. In the next podcast, I'm not sure what's going to happen in the next podcast. Hopefully, we'll be able to catch up with Will Blackman and get all of his uh, NFL insight. If not, it will be an episode of Buker Friendless. And then I do have a couple of guests coming on, guests that I think you'll be very interested in hearing from. Uh, hearing from. All that 
coming up. In the meantime, for Ryan, for myself, as always, thanks for listening. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here, and it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at hellofresh.com. Mm. 